All right, welcome back everybody to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Uh, here today uh, is joining me Victor. So I'm gonna go ahead and just let him introduce himself and introduce uh, what he's about for a little for a little bit. Sure. Hey, nice to be with you here uh, today, Christian. Uh, my name is Victor Valencheck. I'm actually one of the leaders of the um, uh, Pena here for um, in Houston, Texas. Uh, we are an official Pena FC Barcelona. Uh, our official name is Peña Blagrana Houston, AICS, uh, but you can find us, uh, we pretty much go by the Houston Coulets, that's us right here. Um, this is our logo, and uh, again, we are an official recognized supporter group uh, for FC Barcelona right here in Houston. So um, again, I have been, we pretty much, you know, the group of guys that I hang out with that uh, we all started this thing, you know, just around 2016 timeframe, became official in 2017. And now uh, our group, which gets together weekend and week out, at least pre-COVID-19, uh, at Penny Whistle Pub and Revelry on Richmond. That's our home base locations. And, uh, you know, our meetings can be, if it's a 9 a.m. match, you know, you might see a dozen or 20 of us together. But if it's a good two, two o'clock timeframe on a Saturday or Sunday, we've got 40 or 45 to 50 uh, folks, you know, joining us uh, together, all supporting the blog, Rana. And, um, and again, when it comes time for the biggest match of the year, when we're talking about El Clasico, uh, we're talking 200 folks uh, over at the Revelry on Richmond, uh, making, having a great time together. So uh, yeah, that's us. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good introduction. I'm not going to lie. Um, so you basically, you kind of covered some of the questions I had, but I'm going to go ahead and dive deeper into them. Um, my first question is, um, going into this whole being an official Benia, what is that? What's the difference between just being like a, a regular supported group, uh, and being like an official, you know, card carrying member of like a <laughs> card like a carrying Benia, member. That's you know? good. That's good. Um, and, and that's true. Actually, it's funny. I got one of those, I think I have one right here. I can actually pull up. There we go. So you want to talk about card carrying members. So uh, this is an official Peñista card. These actually come directly from Barcelona. Uh, when you're an official Peñista, you're part of 160, I think, thousand members worldwide who are Peñistas. Not socios, not official members of the club. That's a whole different thing. But we're talking Peñistas uh, out there. So we're one of over 1,200 official groups. So what does it mean to be official versus just a group? I mean, it, on the surface, we're – you know, everybody's all in this for the same reasons. We're all here to support our team. Uh, we're all get together at the bars and, you know, um, and there's plenty of, you know, groups out there who are, who are doing this, but being official, being recognized by the club uh, does offer some benefits um, across, you know, from your connection to the club. Uh, I think people like to have that connection with them. Uh, there's, you know, there's benefits, whether if you travel to Barcelona, you get discounts. Uh, we can help you get discounts on match tickets. We can, you get into certain, uh, you get discounts on, uh, on merchandise at the Botiga. Uh, locally, you know, um, there's, there's different, you know, benefits to that. Uh, but also it gets you, you have direct connection with the, the federation, uh, connected to the confederation of, of the club uh, when they come to town, which has been very fortunate in the United States. I don't know if you follow the United States, the summer tours, Barcelona has been on three summer tours. This will be the first one. They were supposed to come again, but it's not going to happen because of COVID, but three summer tours, but we get, a, you know, we get recognized and we get invited to be part of events uh, on those summer tours. So I've been in New York when they played Juventus. I've been in Miami, uh, Dallas 
when we played, I want to say that was, I think Roma, was it? Um, and when we played, I think it was Inter last year in Miami. So I've traveled, been with the club, and it's, it's just, it's a great experience when they come to town. So again, there's a lot of, there are some, you know, some of those benefits, obviously, um, you know, we could tell you more about those, anybody who's interested, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. I mean, when you have a love for the club, um, it, the closer you can get to it uh, is, you know, you're going to want, you're going to want to be as close as possible. Have you been able to like meet players in these uh, like gatherings or like when y'all go to games like that? Yeah, actually I have one of my favorite pictures was from the New York uh, U.S. tour like three summers ago. I had a picture with Belletti and uh, Tian Reed. Uh, and so I got a picture with the two of them. And so being part of that event was specifically the night before the match. And it was specifically for put on by the New York City Pena there. And so being able to be part of that event was just super cool. So, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I think I would think it would be fair to let you know that I have, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos, but I talked to the to uh, Juan who runs the yeah, yeah. the Real Madrid uh, supporter group. Um, and he was telling me about, you know, his interaction with players. So it's pretty cool that even though you guys are so far away, these clubs, whenever they come into like, and, you know, do these summer tours and stuff like that, they'll show, you know, actually kind of have some time with you guys, even though, you know, you guys are like on the other side of the world, basically. So I, I guess it kind of pays to be a, a member, right, of these, of these groups. Yeah, it's fun. We got a cool thing coming every year. There's the, the basically the World Congress of all the Peñas get together uh, at the beginning of and usually in the time August time frame. And with that, uh, this year, again, not happening in person in Barcelona, but they're doing it virtual. And with the virtual, we're all going to be able to be connected and they're actually going to have players uh, as well in that virtual. So just like we're doing here virtually, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to get a chance to see and have players talk to us virtually through the conference. So, you know, yeah, there's some cool stuff. Neat. That's neat. So uh, before I get into all the actual team stuff, um, I want to ask you about how, like, you know, what's your story? How did your love for soccer came about? And then eventually your love for Barcelona came about. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm born here in the United States. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm a big, uh, big Cleveland fan. And actually, you can take a look at some of my stuff here. Actually, my, my Cleveland Indians artwork right there in the back. So um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. So, but, so for me, soccer was unfortunately growing up. It just was not part of the landscape of sports. There was the Browns, the Indians, and the Cavs. That's, I mean, that's what you – so for me, I fell in love late, late in life. Um, so it was probably – it was my trip. Uh, closer to you know, right before 2010 going to Barcelona and right before that World Cup and I had that Spanish national team is really what turned me uh, that team was something else uh, Puyo and Iniesta and Javi and that team just and at that time there was some 70% of the squad was from FC Barcelona so and at that time it was a lot easier to see international football than it was to see club football you know back then so for me um, that's what my first experience was. So a little bit later in life than a lot of people because I didn't grow up with it, but uh, that's how I kind of fell in love with um, with soccer and FC Barcelona. That's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, most people that are like hardcore fans like yourself, you know, it's usually like a, a lifelong type of relationship with the sport. But it's interesting to see that you came from like a whole different background and you came out. Do you play? 
No, I, don't, oh. I actually don't play. I've never played, and I think I'm probably too old because I'll break <laughs> something. That's not good. No, I'm sure there's leagues now for for all the age groups. Uh, I don't I don't know how old you are, but you don't look that old, you know. So I'm I'm sure there's a league for you out there. Um, um, so yeah, let me uh, ask you about um, how did you how did you start the penny out? You know, I, you mentioned it a little bit, but yeah, I don't know if you want to go into details how. You know, who started it? What, you know, how many were you in the beginning and stuff like we, that? We were just, I mean, when I came, you know, to Houston in 2012, there was a group of guys uh, hanging out. And the first thing, let's just say, the first thing I did was seek out, like, where am I going to watch Barcelona? Like, that, I just needed to find a bar. And I found it. And the guys saw me there after about a match. And they're like, come on, join us. You know, and, and they just took me in and – uh, these are some of the, you know, these guys are awesome. They're still my friends today, part of the group. And they started this with, you know, we were just a you know, dozen of us, maybe 20 core group, core of us. And we were like, wait a second, you know what? You know what? Everybody else has logos and they have their hats and their scarves like you have behind you. And we're like, we're a group. We get together every single match, every single weekend. Uh, and so we came up with our first logo and we created a, a scarf and um, it just kind of, took off from there that's cool that's cool that's a cool story um like i was saying i also i had a conversation with uh paul who uh he runs the man super hard name the the wonders the the wolves the wonder hampton wonder wolverhampton yeah the wolves super long name but he you know he's from england and he came obviously to the u.s and kind of had the same like a similar story you know trying to connect with, you know, people that were like-minded when it comes to the, to the fan of the team and how they started up small and, you know, they ended up creating a group and now it's like a, like a family and stuff like that. But I also saw that you guys do some like charity work and stuff like that. I don't know if you want to talk yeah, about that a little bit. Definitely. I mean, for and one big part of, you know, of the FC Barcelona kind of as a, and that's one of the things that you get from when you're connected to the club at the high level. What's it, what they preach all the time is, again, is, is all about solidarity and charity and community service and really making a difference in the community that you're there. It's important to them with their Bar, the Barca Foundation. It's important to them and all they do. And they want that to also be the same. Us, we want, they want us to have that same impact. And that's absolutely what our group wants to do as well. Our board... Uh, has sought out and uh, one of our one of our biggest ones that we've done three years in a row now is that we sponsor youngsters to go to camp uh, summer camp and actually the Barca Academy uh, in conjunction with ISL in the United States puts on camps all over the summer uh, very cool they get a week-long camp um, and the kids get a they get a chance to learn the Barca way of football right and so okay. this is an, an amazing opportunity and we look for you know youngsters who are passionate about the sport, maybe don't have quite the opportunity to, to, to do quite this type of experience on their own. Uh, and we sponsored two youngsters our first year, three youngsters last year, and this year we're sponsoring four. Uh, and we, so they're getting ready to go. Uh, they'll be at Houston Sports Park starting June 29th. Uh, they'll be down there. And so we got four youngsters. Uh, they're just, uh, I think, right close to freshman high school. Uh, age and um, again we're excited for them to have that great experience so we've done that and just recently we um, uh, just did a one of our board members came up with a great idea uh, Rosemary said hey why don't we like you know what can we do to give back to our healthcare workers who are 
putting themselves in harm's way and we've got it easy, right? Uh, and so we put, did a food for the front line, raised some money and with, in conjunction with helping our bar out, they packaged up and we gave them the food uh, you know, money and we packaged up 50 meals and 50 meals went out to uh, Methodist Hospital's central supply chain. Uh, again, a part of the hospital that may not be getting a lot of recognition and we wanted to help them out a little bit and do our part. So again, so this is some of the things we want to get involved with and we're always looking to do more. That's cool. I mean, that's pretty cool that, you know, you don't see a lot of uh, supporter groups. I mean, I don't know if they do or not, but, you know, I'm talking out of my, my behind here. But, you know, sometimes you don't see a lot of sport, sporting groups, you know, doing stuff for the community and stuff like that. But it's, it's pretty cool that you guys do that for the city of Houston, you know. And also, at the same time, you, you elevate the sport, you know, by taking these youngsters to, to camp and stuff like that. So, and who knows, you might see your next, your next uh, Barcelona star in one of them, huh? Yeah, I mean, we got some, some of the kids, one of the youngsters from last year, he got selected and tapped to go to Barcelona oh, nice. to, to participate in, in an additional camp for the summer, which was super cool that he got selected. So we're, yeah. we're really pumped up about that. Helping to create stars, I see. That's good. Um, so now let's get to, to more of the fun stuff, more of the, the actual team stuff. Um, let me just get the two, two, I guess, easy questions out of the way. And then we'll get into the harder stuff. Um, so there has been talk about Lautaro Martinez uh, from Inter possibly going into Barcelona. Um, then I also talked to Juan because I heard that the Real Madrid was trying to, you know, pitch in their name also. But what do you, what do you think about that move if it comes about? The whole Lautaro Martinez. I don't think there's a single – I don't know any Barca fan or anybody – who wouldn't be happy with that move to the, to the club. I mean, if you asked everybody this, uh, the same question um, a year ago when they talked about Griezmann coming to the club, people would be like, you'd get a split, you know, you get a lot of split decisions, not really certain, you know, how he, you know, is he going to fit in? Where does he fit? And to, people still have that question today to some, you know, to some degree, but with La, La Toro Martinez, there's no question that, he would be an excellent fit. We all know that Suarez's time is passing, and we need a re we need a true number nine replacement. Simple, done, period. It has to happen. And so I think the, I mean, if it's not him, I don't know. I don't know another true true number nine to to replace Suarez. I just don't. Know. I don't know where he exists right now and who we want. But I can tell you, there's probably not a Barca fan out there. The only Barca fans that would be against it would be because. Financially, financially, how, how, how do we pull it off? That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the big. Yes, yeah, especially in those times that money seems to be kind of running low for everybody. I saw that Barcelona, the players were cutting their own uh, salaries to be able to keep, you know, the club afloat and, you know, help the other people, you know, around them in the club. So, yeah, money, I saw that the number for him was over a hundred million. Yeah. So I, I have, I think it'll happen. I just, you know, uh, I have a hard, I try not to let the newspapers, you know, the you know, Spanish papers dictate how I feel about, uh, you know, when it comes to transfers. So, yeah. That's, that's the gossip of, uh, of Spain, right? Soccer players and stuff like that. Yeah. That's your actual celebrity gossip over there. Um, so being an Argentinian myself, um, and you guys probably are the team that had – the best Argentinians in like history of Argentinian players to 
go through and wear the the azul grana for you guys um let me just give you some names which are like probably the three top in my book of argentinian then you just tell me what you think of them and 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 some of them might be old but obviously we'll start with messi which is the newest uh guy out here messi you know has been part around for the era that i've followed football and uh is period has brought more joy to myself and probably I speak for millions uh just the it's just it it's hard to put in words the amount of joy this man has brought to people's lives so yeah and here let me ask you a hard question about messi being an art like i said being an argentinian why in your personal opinion why do you think it's so easy for messi to win so many championships with barcelona but it's so hard for him to win a cup with Argentina. Uh, I think it's just a, it's a it, it's a different competition, you know. It's this marathon versus you know the the short competitions where you know it's all it could be this, the difference of seven games to get to win a cup versus um, to dealing with how you know fifty some matches and in three different competitions and so, or sixty matches. It's just a it's it's a long haul. Again, the long haul versus the short, you know, the short, the short race. So how you perform in that moment, such a, mo- it's such a sliver of time that these, you know, competitions from an international level. That's a good answer. I've never heard that before. That's, that's a good uh, perspective. I always heard the whole, you know, the team around him, you know, when he was with Iniesta and Xavi, of course, it was a lot easier with, you know, he played with Ronaldinho and the whole stuff like that. And in Argentina, he, he doesn't really get that that help that he really needs but that's a good that's a good answer i've never heard that one uh what about uh, maradona you guys had maradona for a while too yeah i mean i wasn't you know i did, wasn't following back yeah. then but i did i did get a chance to watch that uh documentary on him and i know you know from that documentary it was a very short-lived time at barcelona and it was you know it didn't quite you know go off as, as, as swimmingly as they would have liked, you know, as far as him being there. So I think that, you know, yeah, I think it, it probably, it was, it was amazing that they signed him at the time, but uh, from what I saw there between the, just whether it was his, you know, inability or cho- choosing to not integrate into the Catalan culture and the Spanish culture when he was there, um, there was a, there's a sense from that documentary that he kind of segregated himself uh, and didn't really integrate to um, just ultimately, you know, what was in the injury, right? Didn't he have like a major injury yeah. during this? Like, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had the injury and so he's not making a big impact because he's not on the pitch to, to do so. Um, yeah. Really cool documentary. I learned a ton out of that. Which, uh, which documentary is that? It's called Maradona. Maradona. It's, uh, it's, I think it's, I think you can watch it. I don't know, Amazon, Netflix, or one of one of them. One of those. So, but yeah, the, I had a chance to listen to the podcast Grant Wall that did with the director, and they talked about how this key they just he stumbled upon like all this footage, all these reels in Italy and down in uh, down in Naples, where he was just just tons of footage that had just been sitting there in a warehouse or something, and nobody was doing anything with it. And they created this documentary and Maradona really wasn't part of it at all. He didn't even watch it when he didn't watch the release of it. It came out, but it's, it's super insightful, man. 
Interesting, interesting. And then the third one is more like a personal one because uh, he's my favorite player ever is Riquelme. I don't know if you know much about him. But basically, we'll skip him and because uh, he was actually replaced by Ronaldinho. So Riquelme okay. was like the number 10 uh, back in the early 2000s because he came from Boca. That's, that's Boca Juniors is my favorite team. That's what I grew up with. And he was our team and, and he was taken by Barcelona to Spain after we beat Real Madrid in the world in the you know club World Cup. That's when uh, Barcelona took him away from us basically. And then he was replaced by Ronaldinho. So we'll replace the question from Riquelme to Ronaldinho. What does Ronaldinho mean to you? Maybe you uh, can it, it, I mean uh, watching the, the 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 classic matches of Ronaldinho is just it's just amazing. I just wish I was watching football at that time. I just would, you know, and unfortunately it just, again, he was, it was amazing. I think I, when I go back and watch those footage, I watch, I watch Neymar and I'll go, I could see this, the Brazilian similarities yeah. to the style of football. And so I can, I, I see, I make those comparisons now that I've watched enough Ronaldinho tape. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, he is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the, one of the goats, you know, one of the goats. Um, and now let's get to the – let me just ask you one little question outside of this, and then we'll get with the, with the hard question. The hard question is going to be before I'll, – I'll give it to you now so you can have it in the back of your head. But if you had to pick a – so you have to, a competition, 5v5, and you have to pick five players, all-time Barcelona, who would you pick? Five players. And you need a goalie. So, you know, just – you need a goalie <laughs> and then four field players. But keep that on the back of your head. But I saw that you guys, uh, a lot of uh, members of, of the group of the Peña, uh, you guys travel a lot, and, and they're always with their scars and stuff like that. Have, I mean, I'm sure you have traveled, well, you said you, you have in the U.S., but what has been, like, the craziest uh, place that you have traveled that you encountered, like, a Barcelona uh, fan or, like, you were showing off your colors and, you know, you had an interaction, you're like, whoa, that's weird. You know, I mean, you find, you, you find, it's interesting. You find, you'll meet people, you meet people everywhere. If you wear, you know, you wear the badge somewhere, you're going to run into people. Uh, I mean, about the, first off, going back to the example, um, we, you know, our, our members, we've got, we've got scarves like yours. We got our, our, we made like three batches of scarves over the years. So again, our members, when they travel, we want them, you know, take a picture. They're sitting on the beach, they're in the mountains, they're wherever it might be when they're on vacation we want them to take that picture and send it back to us and we want to post that. I mean, that to us is amazing that people show their pride and they're, they want to do that no matter where they are. So that's very, very cool. I think um, uh, trying to think for myself personally, wearing the scarf and having the scarf on is, is awesome because I was, I actually went and traveled uh, to Spain and I was by myself in uh, Victoria uh, which is where Alaves is, um, and you know, closer to Bilbao. And I got the chance to sit in the Barca away section there, where there's like 30 Barca fans in the little away section. And I've got my scarf, and they're looking at the scarf, and then people look at you, and they're like, "You're from Houston? Like Houston, Texas? Like they're just like amazed that I'm in Spain in this little town of Vitoria. I'm at the match, and they see the scarf, and it just I had it was I was at the camp new, and someone stopped me. And literally stopped me and tugged on me because he saw my scarf and he was wearing a he had like a Houston Rockets like lanyard or something like that. <laughs> it was so obscure and weird to see, but he just he was so excited that I had a scarf from Houston. So that's cool. That's cool. 
that Houston connection all over the world. Um, so yeah, um, and also maybe a, a little hard question. Have you ever considered having, uh, I forgot to ask Juan this question, but have you ever considered having like a mixed watch party for a Clasico? Like have your guys and their guys and like close, but not together? Close to that. You mean like social distancing? Kind of. uh, <laughs> uh, we social distance all the time. So it's, no, I, I can't. Actually, interestingly enough, having, working with other sporter groups, we actually did a joint um, Champions League watch party with the home in the way with the Manchester United group that uh, over at Kings Court. We did that this season. And so we went over there first to Kings Court, and again they embraced us and they and they welcomed us and had us over there. Um, and then we had a chance to have them over, and they joined us over at Revelry on Richmond and for the second leg. So that was really cool. So yeah, I mean we did that. Now, do we want to do that with <laughs> Real Madrid? Probably not. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't see it happening. <laughs> it's not. Tensions are just a little too high for that for for that match to be in the same uh, venue. So all right, hey, that's fair. That's fair. At least at least you're doing your part by having Manchester United fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good enough. That's good enough. All right, so let's go to that five v five. Do you have any names? Oh, man. I mean, in five v five, and and you got to have a goalie. Goalie's one of, like plus goalie five plus one or. We can do it however you want. If you uh, want to. I mean, goalie, I would say Victor Valdez, you know, for his, during his time, definitely as a goalie. I would say in defense, definitely Puyol. There's no question I'm going to put Puyol in there. Um, oh, goodness. It's hard, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking um, uh, probably uh, Messi and Ronaldinho. Oh, man. She's two, three. Um, I picked three. Uh, I probably would pick. I mean, I'd still pick PK. I think PK is is something else, and maybe in in the middle somewhere. I mean, Javi, you got it. Okay. So I mean that's 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 five. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a great team. Valdez and Valdez obviously goalie, Pujol and Piqué in the back, of course. And then you have Xavi holding down the middle. And Ronaldinho Messi to I mean I hear Deco is amazing in the middle too, so I don't know, you know, but that's we've got more experience uh watching and knowing oh, yeah. Javi's no question. Sure, with this team I'll go to war with any other team. So you got a you got a good team there. Um all right, and then to finish it off, I'm gonna do something that I've been doing with the other guys. Um basically I'm gonna give you uh the names of all the teams that you guys are playing or the games that are coming up. Um, and you gonna give me a, like a, a result. So what do you, how do you think the games are going to uh, turn out? So you, oh. know, you, you can be as crazy as you can or as conservative as you, as you want. So I'll give you the, the team and then you just shout out how much you think you're. How much? All right, interesting. Uh, just to let you know, Juan had Real Madrid winning every game. So that means you have to win every game to stay on top. <laughs> all right, all right, go ahead. Shoot. All right, first game, uh, shoot, uh, Mallorca. Mallorca is 
it is a way it's it's a weird way it's not like they have their you know i don't know if necessarily anyone has their advantage there but um i think we're i think that's a two nil i i mean it's the o2 we're gonna win that o2 gotcha so you have uh leganes leganes all right so leganes is i'm just reminding myself of the table here yeah. uh struggling at the bottom of the table uh and we pro we probably were the ones that helped cripple them a little bit because we stole uh, Martin Braithwaite uh, with our buy at the end because of uh, our loss to Dembele and the, the league let us go out and buy their top striker. And so they are hurting. So I think, uh, um, you know, are we, are we home for that one? I think we're home for that, right? I believe so. Let me pull it up too. Um, table Barcelona. Yeah, we're, we're home. We're home yeah. and it's like, um, that's, uh, maybe three. I'd say three now. Three now. All right. And then the next game would be probably one of the hardest ones uh, coming back because y'all have Sevilla, which they just won, so they got a little bit closer. Yeah, they look good today, uh, but not as bad as as Betis looked today. I just got done watching that. That's why I was running late here. Uh, Betis, unfortunately, just they. I don't know why they didn't start Joaquim. I have no idea, um, but. The you know, Sevilla looked good. Uh, Munir, former Barca, looked he looked great, man. He looked great um, out there. So I would say it's going to be a really, really. It's going to be probably one of the toughest ones we have left on the, on there. And if I hate to say a one-one on a tie, but we can't afford a one-one, you know. Yeah, so sure. I'm going to say one-two. All right. Uh, you have Athletic next, and you would be at home. So you're talking about Bilbao. So yeah, um, this is a team that um, they're they, they they you know they put a they gave they punched us in the first match of the season uh, with that first loss away uh, to kick off the entire La Liga season. We were the first game and away at at uh, San Mamés, and that's a horrible scenario, and we lost. Uh, but they unfortunately uh, Arderis. Uh, is when basically he's done. He's done for his career. Uh, he had to go into surgery, and he. Uh, so I, um, I, again, they don't have that weapon uh, to come back at. So I and we're home. I still think I think we can pull off a probably a two one. A two one. All right. Then you have uh, Celta Vigo. Celta struggling in the relegation zone. Um, uh, the, they've shown moments. Uh, but this has been a tough year for them. And I think even if we're going to the, uh, we're going, uh, we're, we have to go to Vigo. Um, all right. I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, I'd say, I still say it's zero one. And then you have another tough one with Atletico, Atletico Madrid. Oh yeah. So we're home um, and we host. So we got another tough one there. They're going to be trying to, you know, fight to get themselves into a Champions League position uh, mm -hmm. this you know, in the remaining games. So uh, I still think we're going to win, and I think 1-0. win. And then to keep the streak of uh, tough games, you have Villarreal. 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 Villarreal is – just remind me where they are in this table here. Uh, um, eight right now. They're eight. Eight. Um, Villarreal is – 
kind of, you never know what's going to happen, you know, with them. You got Santi Cazorla as Santi is amazing. Like uh, he gets better with age, uh, even after a major injury and setback. Uh, so away, uh, I'm still going one, two. All right. Then you come to the, to the Derby uh, against Espanol. Oh, we're going to bury them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, uh, and we're home. It's four nil. That would be like the last nail in the coffin for them. Uh, Valladolid. Okay. Valladolid is. They're also towards the bottom over there. Yeah. Um, they're going to be thinking they're safe. They're not going to – are we home or away on that? Probably um, – we're really away on that one. Yeah, you're away. So I'm trying to figure out where how many games are left by that time. There's third from last game. Yep. Um, that's going to be a t- – I mean, away, another, another is 0-1. Maybe 0-2, 0-2. And then you have Osasuna at home. Osasuna at home. I mean, they're a pain in the butt. They can be a pain in the butt, you know. We're going to be home, so I'm going um, 3-1. And then to finish it off, and probably if if Real Madrid keeps winning their games and you guys keep winning your game, this would be the deciding game uh, to crown yourself against Alaves. Alaves, Alaves. Um, be away. Be away at the Mendiza Rosa Stadium. Um, it, you're gonna have to go with that. I'm I'm gonna say uh, one 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 three one three with a win. All right. Cool. And then I, uh, yeah. So that's it, right? Yeah, that's everything. When do you think? By when? How many uh, weeks are going to be left before you? Like, you think you'll crown yourself as champion before the end of the season? Or do you think you're going to fight it oh, out to the end with Real Madrid? To, to, to definitely down to, like, the second last. I think maybe it might be decided in the second last match of the season. But, yeah, that's going to come down to that. It's going to be so. a tough one. Yeah, yeah it's exciting, though. I mean, the one thing is super exciting for anybody who's a La Liga. I mean, a fan, fan, I mean if you, A, if people like love the, the, the pace of World Cup – then this is it, man. This is World Cup type football right here. Uh, there's matches today. There's matches tomorrow. We where we play on Saturday. There's matches on Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. There's matches. Me and my trusty iPad are gonna be. I'm gonna be burning this iPad up watching matches every single day. So um, I think this is super exciting. I love that we're doing it at this pace, uh, the competition, and so yeah, it's good stuff. All right, man. So yeah, that's basically everything I had. Um... That's all the questions I had for you. Um, and then just to finish off, if you want to just go ahead and give out social media, either for yourself yeah. or for Virginia. No, no, definitely. Um, and you can find us at uh, Houston Coules. That's Houston, C-U-L-E-S.com. Just go to our website. And in our website in the upper corner, you can find all the social media links there to our Facebook group, our Instagram, our Twitter feed, our website. We keep up to date. Uh, you can find out all about becoming a member, how to become a member. Uh, this hat is actually the 2020 membership hat right here. So again, if you're interested in becoming a member, uh, you get this hat and um, you also get your membership card and some other stuff. 
Um, if you want to find out about our sponsorships and what we're doing there, again, just go to the, excuse me, HoustonKoolAids.com and check that out. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's us. Uh, you can find us once things kind of resume. We decided out of, uh, we want to be cautious right now that we are currently just not getting together uh, at the bar at this time. We're going to reevaluate things in the next three or four weeks, see how things are going with the numbers in Houston. Uh, and if the numbers start spiking again, I think we'll be glad we didn't decide to get together as a group uh, early, uh, even though we can, right? We could, but we're going to be cautious right now and then see how that goes. Um, uh, in the meantime, we're going to do some virtual watch parties. So uh, again, our members out there can join us for that. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So yeah, thank you very much for your time. Also, if everybody wants to follow the YouTube channel or also the podcast under, the podcast is under actually under Dynamo Theory. Uh, podcast network and uh, the YouTube is just Cuatro Cuatro Dos. You can find that on YouTube or Instagram as well. And I try to stay as active as I can. Um, and also, maybe in the future, I don't know if it, do you, how many jerseys do you own? Oh my! Um, you have a bunch. I have a bunch. Yeah, you have a bunch. I have. Yeah, I have at least. There's got to be thirty in there, probably. Nice. So I'm 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 trying to do these little like. Uh, youtube series called the kit series where i where i go to people's houses and basically they show me their collection of, of jerseys and then they they tell me the stories behind them so maybe hopefully in the near future whenever we can or as possible maybe i can come over and you can show off your yeah. uh, your collection Either that or if you want a video you know i could like lay them out do a video for you and submit that for you that'd be cool yeah we can do we can do another another zoom call and then you can show them off there cool sounds that'd good all right, so thank you very much. Thank you for watching. Go ahead and uh, follow uh, here, Victor, and on the, on the Houston Coolest for more information and obviously all the watch parties and stuff like that to keep, uh, you know, in touch with the Barcelona. And, you know, good luck to you. Hey, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, be Barca. All right, guys. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.